Welcome to the Wow Community Jokes. Today we are going to put up the candle of love. Good job. Generous one, thank you for all of the ways we are loved. Thank you for all of the ways we can love. Teach us to listen closely to each other and to our world. For all of the ways and places love is shared. Amen. You want to help me like this? Go ahead. Here, yeah. hold my hand. Do you remember as a kid one of the greatest days of school? And I'm not talking about the last day of school, and I'm not talking about holidays or movie days. I'm talking about show and tell. This was my absolute favorite memory as a kid. When I got to bring something, I loved that day. And I don't re really remember the exact things that I brought, but I remember this feeling of just being so excited to get to share something that meant a lot to me and that normally had to stay at home during the school day. On top of that, I loved seeing and hearing about what meant a lot to other kids and, and my friends. What, what were they going to bring? What did they have that I didn't know about? What meant a lot to them and why did it mean so much to them? In fact, when I was in grade one, there was a boy in my class named Dan. And the day that it was his turn for show and tell, he brought in a real life bird's nest. This was epic. Like this was top-notch stuff. He had climbed a tree near his home and was able to actually pull down this bird's nest and keep it fully intact. And he shared his story about how he got it. And I just remember being amazed, like, wow, you climbed a tree and you actually got this thing down. And at the end of the day, Dan actually gave me this nest to take home. Like, this was amazing. I was so excited and it meant so much to me that I actually kept it all throughout elementary school and high school, even though it kept losing its prominence on my shelf. But the other funny thing that happened with Dan is that we reconnected in grade 10 when my family began attending the church where him and his family had grown up. We ended up becoming great friends, and actually he was one of my groomsmen when I got married. And somehow it all began with show and tell. And I thought, because I'm recording in my parents' house, I'm sure I must be able to find this bird's nest. So just before I started, I actually rummaged through stuff, and I found most of the bird's nest from grade one. And this all began with show and tell. And I share this story because tonight as we light the candle of love, as we embrace God's love, I want to share with you God's show and tell story. That throughout the entire creation and throughout scripture, we see God is showing us and telling us, I love you. You see, love needs to be spoken, and it needs to be shown convincingly. I believe you need both. It needs to be spoken clearly and shown convincingly. And I believe that God does both perfectly. Every person can know the love of God this Christmas. 
by simply recognizing the ways in which he shows and tells us of his love. But before we get to the show and tell portion of tonight, we first have to have a common understanding of love. Like, what do we mean when we say love? Because you see, our New Testament was written in a language called Greek. And in Greek, they actually had at least four words for love, but English only has one. And sometimes it's hard to know which one you're using or that's being used unless you have the context. There's this, oh man, I love McDonald's french fries. Or there's, oh, I love that show. Or, OMG, I love it. <laughs> or there's just simply, I love you. So love is a word that has to be regularly reinvested with meaning to keep it rich and to keep it weighty. And to help us differentiate between loving fries and loving a person, which I, I hope there's a difference. But I believe the Bible accomplishes this task. You see, in the New Testament, the highest word for love, the most meaningful word for love is agape, which means to choose to do what is best for the other person. And this kind of love is primarily an act of the will. It's a love that chooses to sacrifice for others which defines God's love for us. God doesn't merely have affection for us that shifts depending on how good or bad you are. He chooses to love us and to achieve our good for his glory because we are here for his fame, to make his name known so that lives and communities will be transformed. Ultimately, what we have to understand is that God is love. So for that reason, as we lean into this candle of love tonight, we have to recognize that we're not just talking about love for love's sake, but that this love that we're celebrating tonight is revealing to us who God is. So the first way that God shows and tells us of his love is that love chooses to be present. This is precisely what we celebrate at Christmas, the incarnation of Jesus Christ. God sending his son into the world to be present, to be with us, to dwell among us. John 1.14 writes, The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. God doesn't merely tell us that he loves us. He also shows his love for us through his son, Jesus. Titus 3, 4 to 5 says, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. I believe presence is one of the greatest acts of love by just showing up. And in Jesus, we see a God who shows up. Christmas is a time to celebrate that love came down to us that Christmas night, and love continues to be present among us. Another way that God shows and tells us of his love is that love chooses to sacrifice. The death of Jesus on the cross shows us his amazing love for us. 
A friend of mine wrote to me in an email the other day, without the cross, the manger is just a story. You see, Jesus didn't come just to tell us a story. He didn't come just to give us a holiday to celebrate. Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to give us life and, and to set us free. He went to the cross with the weight of the world's sin upon his shoulders. And he sacrificed his life out of his love for you and for me. John 3, 16 to 17 says, This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted, is set free. That's what we celebrate at Christmas the gift of love, the gift of life, this gift that sets us free. And I chose to read these verses from the message translation because, you know what, I believe most of us know John 3.16 so well that it almost becomes white noise, just this But I want you to truly grasp the magnitude of God's love for the world. Why does God love the world? Because God is love. And love chooses the sacrifice. Another way God shows and tells us of his love is that love enters into the mess. This goes beyond just showing up. Romans 5.8 says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Love is about showing up and being present in the midst of mess, of sin, of brokenness. And oftentimes, I believe our temptation is to try and escape it or to avoid it, to deny the pain and the brokenness that's either within ourselves or that's all around us. But Jesus shows us that we don't have to escape, we don't have to avoid, we don't have to deny any of it. We can actually be present to it in the midst of it. We can be people of hope, people of peace, people of joy, and people who are full of love right in the middle of it. We don't have to, to avoid it, we don't have to push it away, we don't have to suppress it. We can embrace it and push through to the other side to realize that Christ meets us in the middle of our mess and that we too can be present in the middle of the messiness. Jesus himself shows us his love by getting his hands dirty, by, by getting into the mess 2,000 years ago and still today. He meets us right where we are. You can go to the deepest, darkest place of your soul, of your mind, of your heart, of your life. And when you reach out to Jesus, when you cry out to him, when you surrender your life to him, you will meet that he's already there. He's been waiting for you. He's been present with you. He's been waiting for the invitation. And he says, I already know. 
and I love you. You see, Jesus meets us there and he gives us the hope and the courage to step into the light, to, to, he empowers us to change knowing that we are loved. 1 John 4, 9 to 10 says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. You see, Jesus shows up and he enters into the mess and he continually insists that all sins have been forgiven in him, that you are loved and restored and redeemed and reconciled and renewed. In the Bible, there is only one kind of sin, the kind that God has forgiven in Jesus Christ. Which brings me to our last way that God shows us and tells us of his love. And it's that love wins. Love wins. At the end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus tells his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Love has won. Christ has come and Christ will come again. You see, we all look for things to make us happy. We look under the tree and we hope that what's there is going to bring new life and energy and excitement. But the present that will make us the happiest of all is already ours. God has given us his love by giving us Jesus. And Jesus has already conquered death. Love has won. I believe this year, possibly more than ever, you need to hang on tightly to the reminder that you are loved. This year has been crap. This year has been full of loss, of despair, of sorrow, of grief, of brokenness, of just disappointments, of missed opportunities. It hasn't been a year that any of us planned or dreamed for. But that doesn't mean God has abandoned us or that God has failed. Love has won. God is with you. And he wants you to know that you are loved. And it's not a human fickle love. I, I told our, our men's study recently about my first time I ever told someone I loved them. And... It was the end of the evening. We had just gone on a nice date and I thought, tonight's the night. My heart's beating out of my chest and my palms are sweaty. And I'm like, I'm going to say the words I love you for the first time other than to my mom or dad. And, and I walked this girl up to the door 
And just as she steps inside, I said the words, I love you. And the door was slammed in my face and we broke up two days later. Like talk about the worst possible outcome, right? But you see, God's love isn't like that. In fact, God is the one shouting out to us, I love you. We're the ones left to decide how we're going to respond. We're the ones in control of the door. Will we keep it open or are we going to slam it in his face? No matter what, God's love is an unconditional commitment. Even if we've rejected him before, even if we've turned our backs on him, we've turned away, he's still standing at the door and he's knocking. And he's doing it out of his love for you and for me. Romans 8, 38 to 39 says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, God is using the entire universe to shout his message of love to you. The entire universe, going back to that Christmas story, Christmas night, when the star first appeared to those seeking wise men from the east, the infant son of God, the creator of heavens and earth, who holds the universe in his hands, was directing the stars to draw people to himself. Doesn't that just blow your mind? <laughs> Again, this is showing us the love of God for the world. For God so loved the world that God offered his son for the redemption of those who believe. So perhaps you're not feeling all the Christmassy feels just yet. Maybe you're lonely and discouraged. Perhaps you've been rejected. Please know this. God leveraged the entire universe to show and tell you of his love. He is saying, I love you. And I can't end here without asking, have you accepted Jesus' love? The Christmas story is an invitation. It's always been an invitation to come to the king, to accept, to say yes, and to say thank you. And then to follow Jesus in this way of love as we go and make disciples, as we go and share his love. So let me leave you with a few questions to ponder, to wrestle through, as you embrace the love of God this week. So first, how can you show up this week? Who do you need to be present to? Second, what do you need to sacrifice to show love this week? It can be inconvenient to show up for people in their pain, but we can show God's love by sacrificing time, money, resources, to assist others. Third, what would it look like 
this week to practically show up for someone in the midst of everything this year has held? And last, has love won in your life? Have you surrendered your life to Christ? And if not, will you consider, will you choose to accept his love for you tonight by asking him into your heart, by making him your Lord and Savior? This Christmas, may you be present to Jesus and may you share his love by being present to those around you. Christ has come and Christ will come again out of his love for you. Let me pray. And if you'd like to receive Jesus tonight as your personal Lord and Savior, or even just recommit to your relationship with him, let me guide you in what you could say. There's nothing special about the exact words I'm using. It's about surrendering your heart to him. So feel free to make it your own or use the exact words I'm going to pray, but just pray it loud or in your heart. Heavenly Father, thank you for the best Christmas gift we could ever receive. Jesus, thank you for using all of creation to show me and to tell me of your love and to thank you and thank you for choosing to love me despite all I've done. Thank you for loving me and for being with me all of my life, even when I didn't know it. But I need you to set me free from all the things that mess my life up. Sin, habits, hurts, anything that disrupts the peace and harmony that you desire for the world. God, forgive me for my part in this. I want to live the way you've created me to live with you as the king. So tonight, I'm asking you to be the Lord of my life. Save me by your grace and for your glory. Help me learn to love you and to trust you. Tonight, I accept the Christmas gift of your son, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for worshiping with us tonight. Oh, I'm just feeling the love tonight. I hope that you're feeling it as well. If there's ever anything you need, assistance, prayer, support, whatever it is, whatever it looks like, please reach out to us at hello at thewellbinbrook.com or call or text 905-518-0168 and we would be happy to journey with you. I pray that you have a great rest of your weekend and a great week embracing the love of Christ. May the peace and grace of Jesus be with you. Amen.